0: Rundown Nation, welcome to the College Football Rundown. I'm Woj. And I'm Wall. And we have made it to week zero, Wall. How about it?
1: Excited, baby. Woj, it's like, you know, Christmas, that's that's the granddaddy of them all when it comes to holidays, right? But this is kind of like the beginning of Hanukkah, I guess. You know, you get an anticipation for Christmas coming. I'm excited. We got a few games, some good ones too, Woj. We don't just got throwaway games.
0: There's a game in Dublin, Ireland this weekend. While well, it's a little out there, not the the greatest teams, but a game nonetheless in Dublin, Ireland.
1: <laughs> Big Ten too, baby. We'll be talking about that one. I guarantee you that.
0: Yeah, a couple of Big Ten teams playing, and then there's a couple of conference games next week too, which will be good. We'll get into that obviously next week. Uh, today we're gonna go over week zero. We'll give you some games. Just do the normal uh, run through as we always give you. Um, we will be doing the DraftKings league this week. It's a practice week, Wall, so no, uh, we're not counting it towards your eight uh, on the season. Uh, we will use the the DraftKings Saturday six game slate. So again, if you aren't signed up for the uh, DraftKings league, make sure to head over to our Twitter. We have the post on there, and uh, you can click that and get right to the link uh, and get inside the league, which is again free. Uh, we do give some prizes away for some winners, so hopefully we uh, we get some competition in there, huh, Wall?
1: Yeah, let's hope, Woj. I hate just running that thing, you know. I, I hate being the winner yeah, every week. Yeah. Just me, me and Story competing against each other.
0: Okay, okay. Relax there. I was in third last season. It was I wasn't that far off. But let's get into it, Wall. Let's get into it. We got Austin, PA at Western Kentucky, 11 a.m. on CBS Sports Network. What do you have your thoughts on this one, Wall? I assume it's not <laughs> on the books.
1: <laughs> oh, this, I mean, we got Western Kentucky, obviously uh, a Division One football team, you know, a bowl division team. But they're playing Austin PA, as a team that we don't talk about ever. And the reason we don't talk about them, you know, is because they're not from Division One. Well, they are from Division One, but they're from the uh, championship subdivision. So, you know, Austin PA, not a team I know a lot about. Woj. I, I know Western Kentucky though. They're number one in passing in the nation last year. Oh,
0: they were and that's what i'm going with my next pick here wall so austin reed is going to be the quarterback for western kentucky and he's the the highest guy on DraftKings. he's 9k so listen to this this is a this is a mess over there by the way Jarrett doji remember jared doji west virginia quarterback right
1: yeah love hearing uh, you say his name
0: <laughs> left west <laughs> virginia to transfer to western kentucky enters the portal then gets to Western Kentucky, realizes he's not going to be able to start because they're going to put this Austin Reed kid in, who was from uh, Western Florida, by the way. Um, then went somewhere else. <laughs> uh, so he just dipped and dodged and ducked again. So uh, Austin Reed now has the job outright. Uh, he is nine thousand, so it's going to be pricey. But like you talked about, Western Kentucky likes to pass the ball wall, so uh, let's let's stack him. Uh, Daywood Davis, who's a wide receiver for Western Kentucky, not their number one, but he's only 4,800 with that stack that leaves you at 13.8, and it could be, obviously it's going to be a lopsided game, Uh, it's a little risky for a cash game, I think, just because I don't know how long they'll play, likely they'll play the whole game, but uh, in a tournament, this is uh, – I, I think you're going to have to have this combo or some sort of read-something-else combo to win or compete in a tournament because you you can't get away those points.
1: Well, I can I guess that you're not taking any running backs on Western Kentucky. I know you got the quarterback and the wide receiver, being that they were number one passing offense in the, la- the entire football bowl division last year. I understand that, but no running backs, Woj? None. No running backs. No, they're just gonna to continue to pass it. Even if even if even if they're up by fifty,
0: they're just gonna to go to the backup quarterback and continue passing. It's just their game plan. It's what they do.
1: It is. And well, if you look at it, they were 121st in the nation last year in rushing. So best in the nation in passing and 121st just right there at the bottom, worse than rushing. 109th total defense. We see that a lot with these teams that just chuck the ball, chuck the ball, pass the ball, pass the ball. You know, their defense is never good because their defense just doesn't have a chance. They get too tired. I talk about it all the time. But, you know, and then what happens because of that? We're looking at a Western Kentucky team that was third. You know, in conference USA, so it's great passing team. I'll give you that. Makes sense for DK, but as far as the football team, I don't know Woj, but they probably will take down PA.
0: Yes, I uh, I don't think they're gonna have trouble doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but let's move. Uh, let's move across the pond wall. We got uh, Nebraska who's going to be host or at Northwestern, essentially 1130 AM on Fox, but they will be in <laughs> Dublin, Ireland playing at uh, a via stadium, which is the home of the Irish rugby union team and the Republic of Ireland football, which is soccer team. Well,
1: yeah it's, it's going to be an exciting game it's it's good for the big 10 Woj says it's nebraska at northwestern you know that's what you're telling me Woj. well i'll give you a hint ne- northwestern doesn't <laughs> play in ireland if they did i mean there'd be a lot of troubles for teams every week technically
0: and weekend. the home team though over
1: there <laughs> they are yeah they get to dress in their colors right Woj, is that what it comes correct, down to you correct know? yes well all the and people probably don't know this but in the ncaa ex- except for lsu lsu and their stupid pass to the rule but all the home teams are required to dress in their colors and the away teams are in the you know the whites but that's probably what you're referencing here with the at northwestern that's line on the game we have a line on this game nebraska minus 13 not quite at that two touchdown mark over under a 49 you know it's a big 10 football game they're playing in a rugby stadium over under 49 much
0: yeah i would have actually thought it was going to be lower but the there's a lot of people giving Nebraska props this year. And, uh, I mean, maybe uh, it's still Scott Frost. They don't have – uh, or uh, Martinez there still, but it's still Scott Frost. Well, uh, I mean, I, can Casey Thompson turn this – and I don't even think Casey Thompson was all that great at Texas. He was an up-and-down quarterback. But can he turn this around? I I don't they're, – they're putting a lot of eggs in a basket. And I understand Northwestern's not very good, but – I mean, I don't know. We'll see. But as far as uh, DraftKings goes here, we're going to key in on some running backs. Probably doesn't surprise you. It's some Big Ten football. Both of these teams were awful against the run last year. Uh, Northwestern, you got Evan Hall, who's 6,300. Hall took a run of the load last year because Cam uh, Porter was hurt, who was their number one. 200 carries for 1,000 yards. Uh, Cam Porter's an option too, but he's not much cheaper. If you want to go cheap route here, uh, looking for just like a a scrappy guy to fill a roster here, uh, you'd have to keep your eye on the roster and see what they're doing. But Joseph Heman is a new running back, freshman, true freshman at Northwestern. He's 3,000. He is the Arkansas Player of the Year last year in in high school. Very active in the pass game. He's a very he's a dual threat running back, if you could say. I mean, and I, and I honestly think he might even play some receiver possibly. They were talking about getting him involved in the offense one way or another. So at three thousand, if he can get involved and he can catch some passes and a PPR situation in DraftKings, then then I I'm all for it. Give me some points on that three thousand. Could be a good decent value game if you know he's gonna play and a good good option for a cash game. And then on the other side you do have Casey Thompson. Let's talk about him. He's only seventy two hundred. Uh that that's the eighth quarterback down on the board, which is pretty decent value considering the monster games he did have last season. Then again, he's not playing big ten competition wall it's a little different the way we play defense here can compared to the big 12 right wall
1: well it's a lot different you know but i mean the big 12 i will say they they've been picking up their defense recently lately but yeah the big 10 is a, a conference known for their defense Woj.
0: yeah and northwestern did lose that safety uh Braden joseph which was a big loss for them he's one of the all He's definitely an nfl at, uh, prospect um but uh, it's still Casey Thompson's first game and in a Cornhuskers jersey. Uh, They're playing in Dublin, Ireland. I I, I don't know. We'll see what Scott Frost does. This game relies on Scott Frost and not blowing it like he usually does. But um, we'll see. Well, we'll see.
1: It it definitely relies. It relies on Scott Frost and it relies on Pat Fitzgerald, which we're talking about two football teams from amateur football teams, you know, right. College football teams that are traveling. We understand the NFL does this. They've set a precedent and now college is kind of following that suit where they're going other places to, you know, show off their brand, show off college football, which is great. Well, don't get me wrong, but the coaches are the ones that are going to have to settle their team in with everything outside of that football field that's going to be going on before the game. Really, it's going to come down to those two coaches, but it's it's really exciting, Woj. And I, I want to bring this up. You know I'm not a big soccer guy, right? And I know that this is a rugby you know, football stadium, and I'm not a big rugby guy myself either. But you know how many fans this stadium holds, Woj? I, I don't want to put you on the spot and ask you how much... How many fans a random rugby stadium in Ireland holds? But so I'll just tell you, forty-nine thousand. Ooh, little uh, that, up close and personal there. Yeah, well, that's what you would think, but no. This, this in, as far as soccer stadiums, which a lot of the rugby stadiums are soccer stadiums too. It's category four, UEFA, UFA, you know, soccer UFA. It's one of the, it's the best stadiums there are as far as you know the ratings and categories go. Category four is the highest, so we're talking about a stadium that holds. 49,000 people being one of the best. It might be the biggest in Ireland, too, but still, I hear all the time how big these soccer stadiums are, Woj, and how many fans there are and everything, but you you know how many fans Nebraska holds? They Uh, they hold 85,000, Woj. They're going to one of these huge soccer stadiums to play this big game. It's going to be half the size of Nebraska, and I'll give you a hint, Woj, Nebraska's not one of the biggest stadiums in the Big Ten. No, I I mean, if if you look at Ryan Field, they only, they see, I shouldn't say only considering this stadium only seats 49,000, but Ryan Field, Northwestern's home field, the smallest in the Big Ten seats 47,000. That's the smallest stadium in the Big Ten. And I mean, just college football, man. It's huge, Woads. It's huge. If you haven't gotten the memo yet, now you have.
0: Yeah. Been to Ryan Field many times, don't like it, but whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that is the most to that in penn state i can only imagine that yeah. is the worst sound i've ever heard ever in man it plays constantly uh it's it's awful Um, just pray to God that your team is not letting them get first downs repeatedly because you'll you want to bleed you'll bleed from your ears but we're moving on we're moving on we got Wyoming at Illinois 3 p.m big 10 network another Illinois team here we got an Illinois team here another big 10 team Wow, this is this is exciting
1: yeah, except for, I mean, it's another Illinois team, so we ourselves cannot bet on it being in Illinois. But I will say this game's a lot closer to us <laughs> where we live, Woj. But for those of you that are listening to us from another state, you can bet on this. This does have a line, Illinois minus 11, over under, Woj. You know, it's a Big Ten football game, over under 44.
0: Yeah, it's uh, this is an interesting one. I didn't think Wyoming was all that bad coming into this. I did a little bit more research, and I've – I, don't, I like Brett Bielema to a point. I, I think he's okay as a coach. We all know he likes to run it. Chase Brown is, a, the. I think he's the number two uh, running back. I'll talk about the number one later. But he's at 7,900 on DraftKings. Um, they like to run the football. Wyoming gave up 24.1 points per game last season of running backs. It's a lot of money to swallow on a running back in a slate where we want to obviously key in on that on that quarterback at 9k but uh, this is just one of those people that I think you might need to have on your team and we'll talk about Calvin Taylor later from Utah State who's the number one he might be one of those guys as well you know take pick your poison here but uh, Chase Brown's good Walt and I think he's going to have one of those breakout years he's looking to make it to the NFL so I I like Illinois's chances here for sure Um, to beat the spread I'm not sure but Uh, I I would, if I had to be a betting man while in Illinois here, I I would bet Illinois on the over. And I I think Chase Brown's
1: going to be a big part of that. Well, it's Chase Brown. I mean, it it brings back bad memories for me. He was on my football team, my fantasy football team last year. I I don't know if you remember that or knew it in the first place, but I I, I had high hopes for him, which he didn't pay off last year, though.
0: Yeah, uh, again, I think it's just one of those years where he's going to have to produce. but. It is more risky than an option we have a little later, but cheaper.
1: Well, there you go. Hey, I think this is year two. There's a reason I put him on my football team last year. I thought he was a, a great running back at that. He just didn't have the year last year. Made me disappointed this year, though. Wyoming, man, I don't know. This was after I believe after the season that they came out with this. But they they put a, an ad on Craigslist for a quarterback. <laughs> we we didn't get to talk about it because it was after the season ended i believe so it was after our bulls episodes but they yeah wyoming went out and put an ad on craigslist for a new quarterback which i find hilarious but they found one they found mr peasley we'll see how they do i'm not as big on illinois covering the spread i think it'll be a really close game obviously i think illinois will win it but that 11 you know for a team like wyoming they might put up a fight against illinois so we'll see It, it should be a good football game
0: all right, well, we have uh, UConn at Utah State, 3 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. Uh, this one's going to be an interesting one. Do you think UConn's got a shot?
1: <laughs> well, I, I don't know, Woj. I mean, it's the, the bookmakers, the linesmakers, they don't think UConn's got a shot. Plus 27 and a half, that's, that's a lot of points to get, Well, That's a lot of points to get, but, you know, I – over under a 59 and a half on this game. I, I like Utah State. We, you remember us talking about them on our, our preview, Woj? That's one of the the uh, non-Power 5 conferences we teams we yeah, talked about. Yeah,
0: we did. Yeah.
1: Do you remember which side I was on on them, Woj? You were on the over. Yeah, I was there. Here you go, this guy, you listen to me, Woj. That's that's your biggest fallacy in life. You shouldn't listen to things <laughs> I say. But Utah State, man, That's. I think they're going to be a good football team this year. You know, they get those 14 starters back, which I know we mentioned on our episode. They got Logan Bonner at quarterback. He's a good one. He's coming back. He's got experience now. Brian Cobbs, you love those Maryland receivers. Well, just as, you know, that's one Maryland receiver yeah. they got. So I, I, I just, I like this Utah football team, but that's it's a lot to give 27 and a half. So I'm looking through it and I see the Utes first half minus 16. I just think they're going to be better coached up. You know, UConn, this football team is one we've been talking about, you know, not having the greatest of luck i guess i'll say the past few years so i don't know how well they're going to be coming out of the gates i think that maybe the first half utah state minus 16 is something i'm looking at
0: yeah i always like those picks those first halves when there's always a big spread uh just coming out of the gun because you never know what happens in the second half if they sit a bunch of people you, you never know but uh Calvin Taylor, the running back for Utah State, is the number one running back on the board, and for good reason. He's amazing. Uh, He's 8,100. UConn has let people run over them left and right and center for the last two years. so uh, They're going to be up. It depends on how long he'll play, but I'm pretty much guaranteeing that he's going to have a touchdown. Uh, but is he going to have enough, enough points to validate the 8,100 wall? I, I, that's what I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it depends on how long he plays and how consistent they are with keeping him in, but it's going to be a tough game for Jim Mora and the Yukon and the Huskies wall.
1: Well, well, I have a question for you. You said this is this is one that's on the slate, right? Obviously, that's why he has a price tag on him. Yep, yep. Is this the main slate, that, or is they only have the one slate this week?
0: This is the main slate, yeah. No, this is the six-game slate, yeah.
1: Well, do you, knowing that, you know, knowing that it's a huge, you know, just DraftKings general knowledge, knowing that it's a huge spread, essentially Utah State's going to bail them out, you, or crush them, I should say, you mentioned that they might sit some of their players. Do you look at then taking maybe a Utah State, an Aggies second stringer at a really cheap price, or is that not something that you you look at?
0: It's possible. Um and we'll talk more about that in our next, my next segment here, but uh, I, it's possible. It's risky. Again, you're looking for more of a less a less percentage-owned player at that point that not a lot of other people are going to have, and if, if he pops off, then he pops off, right? But um, I, I don't know. It's risky uh, in the fact that, yeah, they're going to play their backups, but a lot of their backups are just going to continue to come in the more they're in the lead, so uh, their production at some point slows down. Uh, you you they get to the level of where UConn is and where UConn can hold them so production slows down the game slows down they're not slows down speeds up essentially um and we and we just the game just gets over quicker so that's why I like betting those first halves because you know those are going to be the consistent first stringers and if they're going to get up they're going to get up in the first half likely early so yeah yeah we, second string may be not Utah State though. If if it was an Alabama or someone in the SEC or Big Ten, I I would think different, but maybe not with Utah State. I think we're safe there.
1: Yeah, teach their own words. Well said.
0: All right, let's move on. We're going to the opposite side of the coast. We're going to be at Hawaii wall. We got Vanderbilt at Hawaii, 9 30 p.m. on CBSN. It's uh, it's not a college football start if we're not going to Hawaii for a late game. That's for sure.
1: I don't know. I don't know that it's the opposite side of the the coast. Well, aren't they all on that's the same true. side? That's,
0: that's true. <laughs> but uh, we were in Dublin, Ireland earlier. And now <laughs> we're going to Hawaii. So it's just, yeah, it, we're all, it, it, there's all, a, lot we're a lot of traveling going on.
1: We're around the world, Woj. College football is around the world. And you know the rundown is with college football. So we are a traveling people, Woj, me and you. (laughs) If that isn't the funniest thing I've ever heard. Vanderbilt, (laughs) Hawaii. Let's get back to the topic on hand. Now, this is a game. It came out early, Woj. It came out early. Hawaii was plus 200 when this game first came out. If you can believe that, they're 200. As it sits now on spreads, they're... Hawaii's getting seven and a half, eight and a half, over under a 53 and a half, Woj, 53 and a half. What's happened since that plus 200, you've gotten a lot of money coming in on Vanderbilt. And I'm thinking that's a lot of dumb money. That's a lot of money that's SEC fans just betting this team up. I don't like it, Woj. I like Hawaii in this one. And I'll tell you why. Timmy Chang, first year head coach. You remember talking about him? Actually, he's a little before a hard time, but I'm sure you remember watching him play football college I, love, quarterback. I
0: was gonna I was gonna say Timmy Chang dude you gotta love the name for one but yeah the quarterback at Hawaii back in the day
1: yeah excellent quarterback excellent that's why they brought him in they're trying to solidify this program bring it together you know if you want to do that with a program you bring in a familiar face that's what they're doing but then Mr. Chang himself he brought in Ian Shoemaker he's calling the plays over there he has a real interesting play call style it's kind of like a run pass option combined with a bunch of other passing attacks really and it's it's a mishmash of you know kind of concepts and I love it and I'm excited to watch Hawaii in this game but it I'm looking at this one i want to figure out how am I going to take Hawaii I see that you know first quarter right now going to Hawaii Hawaii is plus 170 you know Vanderbilt's going into Hawaii yet you're getting plus 170 if you want to take Hawaii to win that first quarter which is kind of a coin flip you know what's that first quarter bet but hey, I get plus 170 on a coin flip. I don't. I don't think Vanderbilt's going to come that hot out of the chute, so I'm going to take my chances on a coin flip. I really like the plus 170 here.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm not sold on Vanderbilt here. It's the weakest SEC team by far, and it's been the weakest for a long time. They're going to Hawaii. They got into Hawaii on August 21st, so they're going to have six. I think it was that six days. Six days before they play this game in Hawaii, they're going to be, they're, they're trying to get used to the time change, but that's a bunch of bull because they're just happy to be in Hawaii and uh, and partying it up in Hawaii. I mean, that's just what you do when you go to Hawaii. So uh, again, I think there's always some, you're the big dog coming in essentially if if Vanderbilt thinks like that to Hawaii. It, 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 Hawaii is going to catch you off guard. I like that first quarter bet. That sounds really intriguing actually. Um, but i mean i i like timmy chang i I like the direction hawaii is going they always have good quarterbacks good players they can put up points no matter what team they're playing so uh and and we might get to a different pick later uh well we'll see but we're gonna move on from now well i'm not gonna tease it too much Uh, i just want to with the DraftKings league coming up wall i just wanted to go over some tips and tricks is that cool is that is that is that cool Yeah, man, I'll just put my headset down. You go ahead, Woj. (laughs) But I want your input here, too. You've been playing some pretty good DraftKings the last couple years. I want your input on some of these. But let's talk about a couple key points. We're not going to go over everything, but stacking. So I always talk about stacking. We already talked about stacking Austin Reed, the quarterback from Western Kentucky, with one of his receivers, which is technically his number two receiver in Daywood Davis. Um, the reason I took Davis there is because he gets a lot more receptions, typically more consistent receptions per game. And that's what we're looking for here, especially against the team where you're playing Austin PA. Uh, you're, you're going to get those consistent receptions in the slot spots and that's where he's at. So, um, the books are your friend it well, especially when stacking so you're looking for games and this that is the exception austin pa and western kentucky but you're technically looking for the games that have narrow spreads and high over-unders and that's when a stack really shines because there's going to be competitive game for most of the game you're not going to have to worry about them running the football or doing things like that we know western kentucky is the exception to this rule because they like to pass the ball and they don't run the ball so um if the spread is is a little bit more lopsided, like in the Western Kentucky Austin PA, you could take a quarterback running back stack uh, that wouldn't be totally out of the question. So that's always the option, too, especially if that running back is a pass-catching running back. That's always good to get those points per reception. Um, in, void, in in most cases, avoid taking multiple of the same same position so multiple receivers in the same team or a receiver and even a tight end would would calculate to that too never try to do that especially when playing tournaments because you're going to get burned there especially if uh if that team's not doing well or just your guy's doing well and he's not you just get burned too often on that in tournaments that's more of like a gamble you take in a 50-50 where you can trust that one of the two is going to score your, your value points and get value for both players. Um, so avoid that. Roster percentage, last thing here. Roster percentage is huge, especially if you're playing tournament. It means nothing when you're playing a cash game. Who cares who's in your roster and how many people have it? You In a tournament, you have to have an idea of how much an owned a player is going to be. Austin Reed, perfect example for this weekend. Nearly everyone's going to have that player, and you're going to have to pick some of those people just to stay competitive. But you're going to have to find some people that others don't or are just, they don't see it because they're not researching or doing homework. Look for injuries, look for roster shifts, transfers in the early season. Those are all big things to key in on because those are going to be the less percentage owned and typically cheaper on DraftKings because they'd really have no idea what that player is going to do or they've misinterpreted what that player is going to do being a transfer or switching roster spots so always play responsibly at the end of the day and have fun but keep those ideas in mind especially going into the practice week this weekend Uh, with a lot of these teams that have a lot of transfer players and players that we typically don't hear a lot from, so keep an eye out for those players. Keep an eye out uh, for, you know, stacking though, getting those good stack options, narrow spreads with high over-unders. That's what you're looking for, Well
1: Makes sense, Woj. And I got a couple key points. One, I, I think that you know those 50/50s and those heads up, whatever you do, it's it's a lot different. It's a completely different ball game than when you're doing tournaments, which I, I think you've hammered that point in a number of episodes and a lot of our, you know, fans have probably come to understand that. I myself understand that completely, but I like that last point you made, which about those transfers in the early season, it's something that I never really thought about, but listening to you talk, like it makes me wonder how DraftKings, you know, they have a bunch of algorithms that they use that determines the player's salary to make the game as you know, competitive as they can really. And it makes me wonder how they treat those transfers and how they're actually, their algorithms are actually treating those players being on a new team. I mean, a wide receiver that had a, you know, mediocre quarterback coming to a team that has a great quarterback. You know, are they actually adjusting his dollar, you know, per point correctly? is that something they're doing? You think, or just uh, using they, last year's they're, stats?
0: they're trying to. I bet they use a lot of last year's stats. They also probably they're they're calcul. I I know this for this has got to be a fact because I'm gonna talk about a guy from UNLV here in a second they're probably calculating the amount of running backs on a team, say if somebody transfers and they're a running back. If there's better running backs on the team or the running back that was the number one running back the year before is still there, his salary is going to go down even if he gets the number one spot. So Aiden Robinson, the running back from UNLV, is 3300 this week. Okay, so 300 above the minimum salary on DraftKings. There are six UNLV running backs ahead of him rost is salary wise he has been named the number one running back on the depth chart coming from louisville transfer from louisville so he's the number one running back with six unlv running backs ahead of him in salary so those are just things you got to key in on especially when looking for those transfers because he's going to be the number one running back in that game look for him to possibly not just essentially pop off but it's pretty easy to get value at 3300 he doesn't have to score that many points and he's the number one quarterback running back so he's going to get carries well
1: that makes sense and i bet you if we dug into it deeper too we could probably but you know it's going to go away week three or week four they're going to get those things honed in and then you lose your opportunity so really these are the first few weeks where we have this potential advantage should we do our numbers (coughs) right anaya smith That was the Anaya Smith
0: mishap from last year. That I always named w- Anaya Smith a running back, and he was truly a wide receiver wall. So you could put him in a running back spot and get wide receiver points, which was uh, ideal.
1: Well, you guess guess who's on my fantasy team this year?
0: What? Well, he's a night. Yeah, yes, he's in a little <laughs> bit of trouble. But I heard it, they all got dropped. He's, we talked about him cleared. in the free.
1: Yeah, it's he's clear. He's clear. We'll
0: see. DraftKings has fixed that now. He's he's marked as a running, or uh, I, I think he's marked as just only a wide receiver now. So uh, it is what it is. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we did talk about that. Well. well, you know what time it is. Practice week, right? This is not going on the permanent record, correct? We're going to do the pick em.
1: Practice, man. We got to shake out the cobwebs. All this. Practice, DraftKings, practice, rundown episode. This was a practice rundown episode. Not everybody knew that, but it was. And we're going to do a practice Woj and Wall pick them. So, Woj, you know what? Considering that I won and you lost last year, I think the losers should pick first on the first episode, Woj. Uh,
0: usually goes the other way in every situation, but sure. No, I'll no, go no. First Wall? Losers first. first.
1: Losers first, Woj. Like, like ping pong. Losers first.
0: Vanderbilt's not a very good team. They're going to Hawaii, so they're going to have some fun. They're going to be caught off guard by a Hawaii team and a new coach and a new scheme. I'm taking Hawaii plus 7.5, possibly not winning the game, but I think Hawaii has a definite chance of staying close and tight all the way to the end, especially if it's high scoring. Um, I just like Hawaii. I like Timmy Chang and Hawaii plus 7.5 wall.
1: I like it. A lot of people say seven and a half. Not Woj. He, he likes that. Put that precise decimal, point five. I love it. Which I like that pick. I like Hawaii in this game. I already said it on the episode. And also, if if you're betting this game, make sure. I saw this earlier. I was on sportsbettingintel.com, which I sh- I feel like we should bring up our partner once. But I was on there earlier today. And for this game, Barstool had Hawaii plus seven at plus one ten, and they had Hawaii plus six and a half at plus one ten. I thought it was a mistake on the site, you know, sportsbettingintel.com. I thought it was a mistake. It wasn't. They had the same line, plus 110 for, you know, Hawaii getting seven and Hawaii getting six and a half. There's a huge difference there, Woj. So just make sure when you're making these bets, you're looking for the best place to make that bet. And Woj, right now, if you're looking for that plus seven and a half, you want to go with Bet Rivers or Barstool, it's at minus 105. I like your pick. I like it a lot. Make sure you line shop. As far as what I'm doing. Hey, put your money where your mouth is. Utah State first half minus 16, Woj.
0: Yeah, that's I, I like that bet, and I we talked about it. You know, you get those lopsided games and those first halves where you know that your players are going to play and and get that early lead. I I have made a lot of money off of that doing that strategy last year, so I, I like that
1: that bet wall. Yeah, I think we, we need to start looking at those half bets and those quarter bets a little more this year, Woj. And do you ever look at those when you're doing DraftKings, or you don't really pay attention to them?
0: I do sometimes, especially in one of the lopsided games where I'm looking to see if, if people are going to sit or not, it, it, see what the spread is, or see what the points, uh, projected points, I should say, are for the first half and the second half, just to kind of see what the idea is there, or what the bookmakers think uh, will happen as far as sitting people or not sitting people.
1: Now, that completely makes sense. Take that total for the full game minus that first half, boom, that tells you, what they're thinking as far as how the coach is going to handle so makes complete sense coach but we got some football games we're here baby we're back i'm excited Woj. get the ruffle and beers ready it's time
0: yeah uh, remember sportsbettingintel.com if you use code rundown uh it helps us out also gets you a free one on one consultation so uh love the site love working with it it has uh all the odds everything you need all the calculators Really cool sight wall. Uh, so let's uh, let's give props to them, and on to week zero. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can catch us on Twitter at WWCFB. Our Instagram is college underscore football underscore rundown. Our website, which you can get all our podcasts and information and contact me and Kyle on, is collegefootballrundown.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I'm Woj.
1: I'm Walt.
0: This was the college football rundown. We're out.